A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome on board this Avanti West Coast service to Manchester Piccadilly, calling at Stockport. Try that pose you did for that massive billboard across the bridge in Manchester. How about that pose? <laughs> We're in Manchester. We're in the back of Rachel's van. As, as make not, it sound creepy. Not Hell, dodgy so as that sounds. Um, Rachel, thank you for allowing us to sit in the back of your van. Um, the girls on the ball, ninety men fan van that um, lots of people may have heard about. Rachel tweeting about and talking about, and we've got to see it for ourselves and it's pretty amazing I'm kind of obsessed with this van I want to move here I'm cosy I feel like I might just settle the rent's in. cheap the vibes are great I yeah. mean I'm what more could you want I'm wondering if Volkswagen will just give it to us and we can just you know do everything from the van as girls in the ball forever I think you should just slot go under the radar after the tournament's over just hang on to the keys and hope that they never ask for it have back. you seen it you can't miss us. I don't no, know how I go under the radar not, in this van. It's not subtle. It's like bright orange as well. <laughs> yeah, you've got to go with in. like logo spattered all over it. Um, but we are finally in Manchester. We hyped up everything. We were so excited. It was like the day before Christmas. Now we're here. We're parked on the side of the road in Piccadilly. There's a Royal Mail van in front of me. I mean, days don't get better than this. It's lush. Day. Yeah, this it's beautiful. It. It's tropical here. But the vibes are good, actually, because I was here last week. I think I mentioned already on the pod that I was a little bit disappointed about the lack of awareness. But as soon as I arrived here... Lots of fans. My hotel is packed with Austria fans. The fan park in Piccadilly Gardens already looks quite vibey. There's a lot more awareness and atmosphere today than there has been, I think, over the past couple of weeks, Like definitely in England. Yeah, and we were at Old Trafford yesterday for both press conferences, and it is looking great. The branding is brilliant. Um, they've got a fan zone at Old Trafford as well as in Piccadilly Gardens, which we were at today, starting to fill up. You know, you got to bear in mind that it's it's an 8pm kickoff, so I'm not expecting it to be packed out straight away, but there was a really good crowd of Austrian fans there singing. They're lively as oh, well. Oh, they're great. They were singing It's Coming Home louder than the English fans were. It was yeah, we really need to step up because well, we the European this, fans we did say this step yeah. up step up yeah. come on why are you saying it to me <laughs> well, you're need... leading the charge <laughs> <Am mate>. <laughs> it, it is funny though that the European fans just seem way more vibey in women's football obviously you've got Dutch fans famous for their marches famous for their great pop music and taking over cities the Austrian fans who I didn't really know were that vibey seemed brilliant really got great face paint great like crazy wigs and stuff like that England fans, I need to see more from you. We're too vanilla out here. I think it's also different when you're away and your tournament is away and you're on True. holiday and there's like a different on vibe. Tour. Yeah, there's a different vibe about it. I mean, um, I've seen plenty of great England fans at, at away tournaments, but I'm sure they'll turn up. You know, I've been seeing them spotted around with their shirts and uh, we were in box to box today and there was a little kid singing Jill Scott's on fire and over Aww. and over and it was pretty great. I mean, I think 
I mean, when you look at like the, the whole course of the day, though, I think we're just a little bit more humble. And I think that's a, a nice thing, because I feel like we're going to come away from the game with a massive bloody win. And all the Austria fans who are giving it hype before <laughs> the game are going to be walking away, really deflated, crying. And wow. the England fans are going to be bringing it we're hard. Re- we're wow. really so humble, just, yeah, say wow. the fans who sing it's coming home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I understand. It doesn't make sense, but it does make sense. <laughs> Chloe's going to be out at half time like Delia Smith, just being like, let's be having it. I'm going to flash. Yeah, I'm telling you now. Yeah. I'm running onto the pitch <laughs> and I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in Manchester, if you're not at Old Trafford and you don't see Chloe Flash, you will see her <laughs> everywhere else around Manchester because she's on these massive billboards for LinkedIn. I was <laughs> driving on a motorway and there was Chloe like across a bridge. Well, uh, I feel like it's a bit of a hazard. Like, we're going to find like multiple. Rachel really crashed the car. car, car oh, bloody hell, what's Chloe doing up there? <laughs> it's obviously very different having a home tournament. Rachel, you mentioned fans traveling and it's always a different atmosphere, but you guys have. Goals on the ball have, have travelled around the world watching England. Have you ever done a home tournament before? I think you started after because yeah. you're not you're not old, you're so young you're not old enough to have Thank done you. 2005. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so it's kind of different because I've never really you know I've never experienced a, a home tournament as it were apart from watching England men in the Euros at Wembley last summer, which doesn't really count. It's slightly different. So there is something special. And yeah, how does that compare to your previous experiences? I'd say the closest we've come to it is London 2012. Um, the Olympics, which we saw Team GB, that's what kicked off Girls on the Ball for us. Um, funnily enough, our first tournament was in a van, uh, a camper van. Back to where it all started. I know, but we drove to Sweden the camper van with the rabbit. Oh, I had tickets for that, but uh, that, that that tournament, but I couldn't I couldn't get there, so I ended good. up getting. It was, was not it? really oh, bad vibes. I'm pretty sure England came last. Um, mm. But that was kind of where it started for us, and now ten years later, we're in a van. Thankfully, not sleeping in it, but in a van covering a home tournament. So it's kind of come like circle. old times. I know. <laughs> That's so nostalgic. That's so cute. Okay. Any good memories? Bad memories? Memories? Just generally. Yeah, just any memories. Watching I'd England like to at share. or watching international football. Um, I think. I mean, I've taken it right back. I mean, like back in the day, one of the first people that I kind of saw in and around um, the women's game was Rachel Yankee, and sort of watching her Legend. play every time that you kind of could if she was on a local stadium or whatever was amazing and now seeing the likes of you know Lauren Hemp and Ella Toon kind of taking the stage is absolutely incredible and I know we keep talking about this cheesy phrase like the the next generation inspire the next gen and stuff but I just think there's this palpable sense at the moment in Manchester and around the country of like how significant this tournament is and how much has gone into it and everyone behind the scenes broadcasters journalists pundits podcasts kit people grounds people the whole the whole shebang um, get into this stage it just feels like a real like momentous time to reflect back on how much we've achieved and where the fuck we've got to yeah and I, I mean I only have been away to watch um, England women the first time I went was in 2019 for the for the France Women's World Cup and Nice for that first game against Scotland I was kind of disappointed in the actual attendance of the match mm. um, but the atmosphere in the city was wicked like Scottish fans are always really good valued like such a such a funny um, such a funny group of people got so friendly uh, and they kind of took over the city classically in their kilts and were all over like the fountains and the square and everything but there was just a really nice vibe that night in the town centre in Nice with everyone just kind of coming together for, for local French fans some fans from other ca- uh, countries as well Scott English having some drinks chatting having loads of fun and it was just it uh, in that moment and the last tournament I'd been to up until then was 2016 Euros in France which England got knocked out by Iceland and I watched that in the Paris fan park and there was a huge brawl afterwards and that moment did like, you start that? no yeah. it was nothing yeah. to do with me um, but it was it was so depressing travelling watching England in those Euros because I just met so so many of the worst people in England in that like 
three-week period. And what was great about my experience in France, it was the same country, going back to the same country for a major tournament. But I experienced watching England was so different and so, and, and so great to just have so many different people from different backgrounds, from different cultures, coming together and enjoying watching football and kind of and making friends and meeting people and bonding through the game because that's what it should be about and that's what I'm hoping is going to happen over the over the next month because if for me that would be you know the perfect thing amen sister we are literally because I just looked at my phone and it's four o'clock we are four hours away from kickoff how are people feeling still similar vibes of should be an England comfortable win we talked about a lot in the preview but just anyone getting like slight nerves excitement for the start of a tournament not, not nerves as such, but I do think the team might take a little while to get going. It is, you're kicking off, not just kicking off a Euros, you're kicking off a home Euros. Not just kicking off a home Euros, kicking off a home Euros in Old Trafford. Like, there's quite a number of layers to the whole day. Um, and I think Austria will know the fact that they're coming in as underdogs and they, they probably want to go out there and be very tough to break down. Um, we did speak to some Austrian fans earlier who said they'd be pretty happy with a nil-nil draw. <laughs> so maybe the fans are feeling a little differently, but I think the Austrian team are going to want to go out there and show what they're made of. So... They'll try and put up a fight, I reckon. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if we sort of saw a, um, a kind of part the bus situation. Yeah, um, I, I was feeling that as well because I've been reading a lot of what the WSL players, especially Laura Wienbrotho, did a, an, an interview recently. I can't remember what it was with, but in the build-up. And they've kind of just said that's what they're going to do. They're yeah. like, we're really defensively organised, which we know. Got a good goalkeeper in Zinsberger. We're just going to be really hard to break down and frustrate England. And that's what probably worries me the most. But I think that's a massive credit, actually, to where the England squad is now. I mean, you've got get you've got you know competitors, opponents who are lining up now, thinking that the best they can do out of the situation is get in a draw and park in the bus to make sure that we don't achieve anything. So, you know, before, I think, you know, a game like Austria, you would be thinking, okay, well, maybe Austria are going to go into this with a bit of confidence, thinking that we're going to get the win. But actually, you're not. Yeah. Uh, the, but also, you know, got to factor in all the games England have played in the World Cup qualifiers. They've had to do that. They've had to break teams down. So that could actually be quite beneficial. I know we saw them putting away a lot of goals against these teams, but they did have to be, you know, they had to be clever with the way that they put their goals together. They had to break down teams. Um, and it did often take a while to break down teams. So hopefully that will stand to them today. Well, should we get going then? Should we head off? Shall I? Yeah, let's, let's start charge up. Let's start, charge up the van and um. I would get say brum brum, but it's a uh, hybrid, <laughs> so it doesn't actually make any noise. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bring any biscuits, you bitch. Oh yeah. Uh, what's sorry. the fan park saying? We might. Get um, apparently, it's quite a good vibe. Becky's yeah. there. A few of my friends are there. Lots of Austrian There's quite quite a few great like old classic lesbians.
don't know if you can even hear me pitch sides. The music is absolutely blaring. The stadium is slowly filling up. I'm not gonna lie, when we arrived at the ground two and a half hours before kickoff, both Soph and I had a tear in our eye. The place was absolutely jam-packed already. There are thousands and thousands of people outside in the fan zone, enjoying the build-up, enjoying the atmosphere. It honestly gave me goosebumps. And now I'm pitch side. I mean, the pitch is like carpet, man. This stadium is incredible. I cannot wait for football to kick off. Teams are out. And like we talked about, Leah Williamson is actually in defence partnering with Millie Bright, leaving Alex Greenwood on the bench. So that is an interesting selection. Um, we also spoke about Fran Kirby on the preview pod and she is in with Georgia Stanway. So I reckon she'll be there with Kira Walsh in midfield. So I'm keen to see how they all work together. Beth Mead is out on the wing, Lauren Hemp on the other wing and Ellen White 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 is in the centre. So I'm hoping for goals from her. Listen to that roar. We have just been treated to the most incredible light and fire show and fireworks. It was amazing. Here we go. have definitely started with a high press and um, trying to you know prevent England having too much time on the ball which has been doing them well in the first kind of five minutes or so probably not what England were expecting but they're turning into a second half team England and Austria probably know that so they need to take chances in the first half England have had a few of their own we're up the other end right now
What a goal from Beth Mead and England are off the mark in 17 minutes. They made us wait though for the celebration. First goal on technology, then VAR, but finally the crowd were allowed to celebrate and we are away with Beth Mead, 1-0 England. It's half time, very chaotic in the press room. Uh, we have no Wi-Fi, um, there's not enough water and there's no food left. So um, if you want to have a little um, insight into the life of a journalist, there it is. The opening 45 minutes were incredible. Um, the atmosphere, the noise. When Beth Mead scored her, scored her goal, I honestly thought the roof was going to come off. I was also a bit worried that the players weren't going to be able to see for the first 20 minutes when all those fireworks went off and there was just fog everywhere. Um, but just an amazing, amazing atmosphere. Um, and I'm just, yeah, was blown away by that. Just amazing, amazing. And more of the same in the second half, please. Three substitutions for England. Fresh legs coming on. Chloe Kelly, Ella Toon and Alessia Russo. Um, I think they'll bring some energy to this team. One of the players going off is Fran Kirby, who obviously set up that um, that goal for Beth Mead. So, shame to see her go, but she's had a good, definitely had a good game. 
it is all getting quite edgy for England here who are dropping off Austria a fair bit now and leaving a lot of space. Crowd are getting a bit edgy too, but I think that's maybe beating onto the pitch. There's a lot of space out wide. Lucy Bronze could do with a bit of more help. In fact, here comes Barbara Dunst. one Austria nil just the Beth Mead goal between the two I think England looked a little bit nervous um, they weren't kind of pressing as high as they normally were they weren't kind of playing that intense football we've gotten used to seeing them play not a huge surprise opening game of the Euros at home you know you're going to expect some nerves the main thing is they got the three points a win is a win and we will go home happy Rachel we're back in town now after the game I mean, that was like a fever dream. What an occasion, what an atmosphere, what a night. I'm still buzzing, I'm still on a high. I can't go to bed now, I need to <laughs> sit up for a couple of hours and decompress. That was a very, very surreal experience. Um, there were so many people, the atmosphere, the pre-show. God, I just, yeah, I don't think I ever expected to see that at a women's game here. Yeah, I, I didn't really know what to expect because I have been a bit disappointed in what it's been like in the host cities and the coverage in the media and I didn't know what to expect but tonight just blew me away and um, the energy of the crowd the atmosphere the music and it just it just had everything it just it was even like even better than I hoped it would be and that is why it felt so special because there was so much expectation and I feel like it met that maybe not with the result maybe not with the performance at times but it just felt like the perfect way to start off this tournament yeah I knew it was going to be big but it exceeded my expectations I think seeing so many thousands of people at the stadium over two and a half hours before kickoff that's what so like just so hyped insane the fan park was unreal the vibes man it was just yeah it was amazing We've obviously got a long couple of weeks ahead following this tournament, following England. Um, I'm going to go and party now with some other people in the centre of Manchester. You're going to go catch, try and catch some sleep. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a bash. I got to match, <laughs> I got to match the other side of the country the tomorrow. So. And drive about ten hours. Yeah. So good luck. <laughs> so a bit of sleep is necessary, I think. Football Ramble Presents is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 